this is the classic, you know, Warren Buffett statement of when the tide goes out, you don't know who's swimming naked. We found out that UK pension funds definitely were wearing very skimpy bikinis. <laughs> You're listening to IBKR Podcasts. Find more conversations at ibkrpodcasts.com. Please remember any trading discussions are for information purposes only and are not intended to portray recommendations. Please listen to further disclosures at the end of today's episode. Now, welcome to our show. Welcome to this IBKR podcast, everybody. I'm Andrew Wilkinson, Director of Trading Education, and I am joined today by Steve Sosnick. Welcome, Steve. Thank you, Andrew. Good How are you? you? Great, thanks. Uh, and also down in our West Palm Beach office, I'd like to welcome Jose Torres, uh, the senior economist at, here at Interactive Brokers. Welcome, Jose. How are you? I'm doing well. Great to be here. Thank you, Andrew. Very good. Um, we're going to talk today about last week's labor data, uh, the payroll data. Steve's going to kind of fill us in on, on the, the market's response to that. But I'm going to turn back to last week's uh, unemployment payroll data, Jose. You said in your uh, market report immediately afterwards that the labor market was on fire. Tell us what, what's, what gives it that spark? Well, the demand for workers remains very high. The unemployment rate is very low from a historical perspective at 3.5%, meaning that those that want to find work can find it pretty easily. The rate of job growth has also been impressive despite slowing consumer demand and tightening financial conditions. While there's been anecdotal evidence of hiring freezes and rising layoffs, We've also seen companies hoard labor due to difficulties hiring during the pandemic, the current labor shortage, and compensation expenses that are rising slower than overall prices. It's safe to assume at this point that laid off workers are finding jobs elsewhere pretty quickly. And, and Jose, we should also talk about the other labor market data that came out. So we had uh, you know, a, re, you know, a, a good, strong, uh, outright payroll number. But talk to me a little bit about the JOLTS report last week. Did that report provide a false dawn for recession hunters? Maybe not. We haven't been in an inflationary era in a long time, and it makes it challenging for those who weren't around to analyze these dynamics. During the 1974 recession, we witnessed an economy that was in recession, but was still adding jobs. In the present, we're adding jobs, but productivity contracted to its lowest level in decades as of the second quarter. More jobs, more demand for workers, but declining productivity and compressing margins can still lead to declining output. So this kind of uh, potential recession, it's going to be a lot different than what, we, what we've seen in 2008, in 2000, in the 90s, where it's not, uh, it's not going to be characterized by significant unemployment. It'll be characterized more by affordability issues and those sorts of things. So I'm going to turn to Steve now. Um, very simply, Steve, the markets did not like the payroll data. What, nope. what happened? The way I looked at it at the time was if you're expecting a certain number and you react extraordinarily negatively or positively to that number, then probably your expectations were wrong and <laughs> needed to be recalibrated. And that's really what we saw. Yes, there was a, a benefit in the unemployment number, but as Jose could better explain, you know, they, they, they count the payrolls a bit differently from the unemployment. Mm -hmm. um, it's instead of people showing up for work, it's, it's people showing up for unemployment benefits. And it's divided by the labor force, which we saw the labor force participation rate fall. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was a benefit. And that 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 leads into Jose's uh, sentiment about the labor market being quite strong. But the payrolls number, which is really sort of the headline or what everybody's focused on, 
the, the difference was minuscule, especially when you adjust it for the size of the U.S. economy and the U.S. payroll. So, so realistically, the market reaction was, it, it tells us that the market was not really where it should have been in terms of the payroll numbers. If it, it comes back to the focus on the pivot. If the pivot were someone's boyfriend or girlfriend, the pivot would be saying, please lose my number, stop calling me. Jose, a week in the market is a long time. We've now got two critical reports coming out this week. So following the September jobs report, we've got consumer prices and retail sales coming up. Which one is likely to prove the most dangerous for investors, do you think? The CPI, without a doubt. Inflation is top of mind for market participants. Core inflation, which includes the sticky areas that are most concerning for inflation expectations in the long term, is expected to decelerate slightly from 0.6% to 0.5%. And that would be welcome news for the Fed because that would mean that core inflation is moving in the right direction. Mm. If it's unchanged or if it accelerates, that can mean big trouble for equities and for bond yields. Um, particularly in the bond market, we're seeing a lot of problems internationally. The U.S. Um, Treasury market is starting to have some liquidity issues that, that Steve can certainly talk more about uh, as prices rise and as inflation rises, that, that changes the landscape for all kinds of investors. And we haven't been the same way we haven't seen an inflationary recession in a long time. Investors haven't been conditioned to navigate these kinds of waters where you don't have these liquidity injections that you can expect from central banks all the time. So it, it proves to be a challenging landscape because we're conditioning. Steve, which, which market, which asset class at this point is of most danger potentially to investors? To some extent, all of them. Um, there, there, there's definitely problems across the board. And, and I do think that it's because of what Jose just referred to. Investors have gotten very used to the world's central banks like the, coming in like the cavalry riding to the rescue. Mm. And they're not. Yes, the Bank of England did so, um, but, this was, but that was really before the end of the quarter um, where you had very specific factors. And that was more just to staunch the bleeding rather than to launch a turnaround. We've not faced this kind of inflation since most of us have been in the markets. You know, I actually ran some charts today on a different topic going back to 1987. And it occurred to me that we haven't seen in the entire 35 years that that chart covered, there hasn't been this kind of inflation. So right. we, we have to adjust to all of this. And this is the classic, you know, Warren Buffett statement of when the tide goes out, you don't know who's swimming naked. We, we found out that UK pension funds definitely were wearing very skimpy bikinis <laughs> um, last, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Now we see there'll be plenty of other trouble signs that might crop up. Very good. Jose Torres, Senior Economist for Interactive Brokers down in West Palm Beach. Thank you for joining us. And Steve Sosnick, Chief Market Analyst here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And folks, don't forget to check out ibkrpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening to IBKR Podcasts. As always, we have more episodes at ibkrpodcasts.com. And if you're interested in learning more about interactive brokers, visit ibkr.com. We offer more trading education material, such as webinars at ibkrwebinars.com, financial and economic commentary at tradersinsight.news, market-related courses at tradersacademy.online, 
and quant-related articles at ibkrquant.com. The analysis in this material is provided for information only and is not and should not be construed as an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to buy any security. To the extent that this material discusses general market activity, industry or sector trends, or other broad-based economic or political conditions, it should not be construed as research or investment advice. To the extent that it includes references to specific securities, commodities, currencies, or other instruments, those references do not constitute a recommendation by IBKR to buy, sell, or hold such investments. The material does not and is not intended to take into account the particular financial conditions, investment objectives, or requirements of individual customers. Before acting on this material, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular circumstances and, as necessary, seek professional advice.